Welcome back to the basketball show powered by Hoop City 3x3 on Sports 1440. I'm your host, Paul Sir. I'm really pleased to bring in the longtime head coach of the University of Alberta Pandas basketball team. They've had a great uh, season this year, and they're getting ready now for the U Sports Women's National Championships to be held at the Savile Community Sports Center uh, coming up next week. And I'd like to bring uh, Scott Edwards in. Scott, good morning. Scott, can you hear me? I can, yeah. There we go. Hey, Scott, good to hear you. Thanks for being here. Good to hear you. No uh, problem. Scott, uh, first of all, let's let's talk about the season. Uh, tell me about the the panda season this year. How it un, how, how it unfolded. How it developed over the year. Yeah, it was a an interesting year, Paul. We uh, we loaded up our preseason schedule, tried to make it as tough as we could, knowing, you know, with that host birth of the national championship, we just wanted to expose our team to as many different styles of play and and different quality opponents as we could. And that preseason went very well. We were seven and one after after that ended, and our only loss to the defending national champion Carlton Ravens in a close one out in Victoria. So felt really good about that going into conference play. Conference play, we we knew that as, as well. We had one of the tougher schedules, and if anyone follows Canada West basketball, they know that um, it's an imbalanced schedule uh, based on the fact we got 17 teams in the league right now. So uh, we had one of the more difficult schedules, and I, I thought we played well, but we had a few more losses than, than probably people are used to from us. But went 14 and six, and, and um, ultimately finished sixth in conference play. But then uh, playoffs kind of picked it up again, and we end up with the silver medal of the Canvas Championships last weekend out in Abbotsford. Uh, Scott, your, your personnel this year, uh, who in particular stood out to you? If you could point to, let, let's say, three players who had sure, yeah. who had really interesting years, in, in your opinion, and that could be in terms of their development, uh, both on and off the court. Like, who, who would you who would you point to that were really uh, integral to your team's performance and success? I felt like uh, Jenna Harp uh, just kind of picked up where she left off at the national championships a year ago, where she was just fantastic. Fantastic, and yes. She she had her best season as a uh, as a panda, and uh, you know, culminating with the first team Canalist All Star, and, and much deserved honor for her. I think she just led our team. I mean, she led us in scoring, but she also led us in many different ways. And just her 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 valued leadership and maturity was was fun to watch this season. Claire Signatovich had another outstanding season. She ended up being a, a, a third-team Canada West All-Star and the Canada West uh, Defensive Player of the Year for the second time in a row. So fans coming out this week to watch her. Uh, I think you know, she's something special in that athlete. She, she gives us a lot of different things uh, on the floor, and, and she certainly commands the paint for us and rebounds so hard and just alters everybody else's offensive strategy just by her sheer presence on the court and and I thought that our, our point guard Morgan Harris had a nice season it's her third year now with the team and and she's really took ownership of the group and, and defended her position really well but also really mature way of leading our team offensively I know it's always hard to pick uh, athletes out uh, and single them <laughs> out I put you on the spot there Scott so I think you handled that really oh, well good. But I, <laughs> but I think you know you know I think the pandas one of the things you built into the culture with the pandas uh, over your tenure at the University of Alberta, Scott, is you really build camaraderie and and you really work hard, both on and off the court at unification and and building that culture of trust, building that culture of uh, really enjoying each other, both as people and as players. 
Did you feel that that was accomplished again this year? Yeah, this team was uh, unique for us in that almost the entire group from last year returned. We we brought in three new athletes, but just about everyone who was on the team a year ago, we only lost Emma Carey from that group. And so um, the the group that played at the national championships a year ago. So the the reality was that there is a great group of kids who've been together for a while now, and they they really understand each other. And um, with any team, there's ups and downs throughout a season, but the, the foundations of who they are and what they mean to each other and, like you said, we work really hard at that culture and the team team chemistry part of it. And so if they've they've stayed for a while, they've clearly bought into it. And um, we're really proud of them this year, especially through some adversity. We lost three games in a row in, in mid January, and uh, they they just stuck true to their standards and and uh, their belief in each other. And, and we started to turn the corner after that. You're listening to the Basketball Show on Sports 1440. I'm Paul Sir, and I'm with the head coach of the University of Alberta Pandas, Scott Edwards. Scott, talk about the growth and development of women's basketball over your uh, over your years with the University of Alberta, being in the uh, Canadian university system. What what stands out to you as being the areas that basketball has has grown the most in? I, I, like for our area specifically, I think, and the, just the sheer number of athletes playing basketball is, has grown a lot. I, I would liken that to all the hard work that the, the coaches and club coaches are doing, high school coaches and club coaches are doing in the area and just more opportunity for athletes. I think the quality of coaching is getting better. And so you're seeing more athletes enjoying their experience and staying with the sport longer. And I think that, you know, bringing the national team here has obviously helped in terms of exposure to what they could become. And um, those are such incredible role models for our younger athletes in the community. And so uh, that's just, you know, we'll be a part of that, but those things have sort of trickled into the, to the youth development. And what I've noticed over the last little while is just the, the passion that the, the coaches in our area have for the game and the work that they're putting into it is, is really inspiring. And, um, you, you'll see more athletes just being excited about the game and, and staying with it longer. And it's such a such a tough thing, especially after the COVID, when we saw so many young athletes leaving sports all over the country. And uh, I think our participation is only going up. And so I credit all the, the youth coaches in the community. Well, I, that those are very kind words, Scott. And what is encouraging in what you're saying right now is that we are seeing a groundswell of participation because I think there was a lot of apprehension, a lot of fear and, and uh, trepidation after COVID that we were losing these kids for good. But uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I think, you know, when, when you look at the, the pandemic and the unprecedented pandemic that nobody had ever experienced anything like that, and you have to, you know, I, I think everybody just didn't know what to expect coming out of it. But mm-hmm. what I'm hearing you say is that the local coaching community, the, lo- the local schools and clubs redoubled their efforts to draw kids in to into their programs. Yeah, I, I think that's true. And, and I, I think and, and with anything, when you have time to sit and reflect as much as we all did <laughs> that year yes. uh, on what matters in your life, I, I really found that, you know, the people that love this game and want to be involved with it, just kind of decided to make a conscious effort that they're going to invest their time and energy into providing opportunities for athletes and, um, you know, in, including the three-on-three work that you guys do. That That is another huge part of that development in our community and it gives a, another outlet and another another way to play the game and, and get ex- exposure and, and 
get some confidence going. And as we know with three on three, how much how much better it is for young athletes to play it consistently, so they get more touches. And so, a lot of different areas. But it's just a it's just nice to be a part of the community right now and see the the passion and energy for basketball in Edmonton. It really is, Scott. And uh, hopefully, I think what we're going to be seeing. I know, like, from your standpoint, you, of course, want to see more local athletes that can come and be a panda and contribute to your program. But but I also have known you for a long time, and I also know your uh, core concern and your core values centered around the, the life lessons that basketball can teach kids. And uh, what are what are some of those what are what are some of those lessons that you think benefit young athletes the most? Like if you were ta- sitting across from a, a mom and dad right now and trying to convince them on why their daughter should play basketball, what would you tell right. them? Well, it's just a great way to practice real life. Yeah, that's <laughs> so true. When we, when, we, when we talk, yeah, when we talk to high school athletes and junior high athletes, why you should come to university. Well, we all, those that went to university, and even if you played sports or not, know that it was a great way to practice being an adult. Right? Yeah. There's a little bit of a safety net in school. The same thing in sports. It's a great way to learn really important life lessons. And you're not always going to get what you want just because you worked really hard. And there's a ton of people that work really hard at things. And sometimes there's luck involved, and sometimes it's the right opportunity, and you're in the right spot. And these things all take take part but these the life lessons they, they learn through sport are so critical into their development as human beings and, and their ability to go out in the community and and uh, you know be good citizens uh, using sport to do that is a critical part in my opinion of of how we develop young people and that big thing is understanding um you know, like if I do work hard at something, there are rewards for me. <laughs> if I do work hard at something, there may be rewards and there may be some ups and downs that come along with that. And and that is life, right? We, we all have those, those moments in our careers and, and in our family lives and, and in our relationships. And so being able to work at things and, and being a good person to others, uh, those things are learned through sport, really. And if you're willing to put yourself out there and take chances, you'll, you'll learn a lot about yourself and grow from it. I, I, I love I, I loved your explanation, Scott, but I love that last sentence. If you're willing to put yourself out there and take chances, the rewards might be there, but you know what? They may not be there immediately. And when I think of that, I think of young people who put themselves out there and go to a tryout for a particular team, mm-hmm. and it doesn't work out. And mm-hmm. that can be such an opportunity for growth because – as you know, and as everyone finds out in life, it doesn't always work out the way you want it to, but you'll never know unless you put yourself out there. And basketball, well, I, sport, I, and activities in general provide that opportunity. Absolutely. And you can look to two very famous <laughs> women out of Edmonton who've had that experience and been Olympians and the Plus Twins, Michelle and Catherine. They, they did not make their provincial team in grade 8. They put themselves out there. They got cut. <laughs> And they had to come back the next year and try out again and keep putting their their name out there and keep working on their game and look what they became because of that experience. And they they may not have been the same people if they weren't treated with respect on that, that decision that was that was made that one year, if the coaches hadn't been really good to them, if they hadn't had good family um, members to talk to them through that or good coaches that they were working with to, to trust their process. Who knows what would have come? And we would have all been deprived of watching those those young women potentially play the Olympics in the three v three, and we watched them play at the Olympics and represent their country for multiple years. And 
I just think it, you're right. Like it's, it says so much about young athletes if they're willing to put themselves out there and, and fail, but come back. Uh, those are great life lessons to learn. It will help them immensely in the future. Scott Edwards, head coach of the University of Alberta Pandas, talking with us on the basketball show on Sports 1440. Scott, let's go back to the national championships. Uh, mm-hmm. Tell me about the, the, the teams that are coming there, uh, of what fans should uh, look for from some of, the, some of the teams that the Pandas are going to be competing against. Yeah, this. so this is my 18th year in U Sports basketball and um, been to many of the championships and so far, I mean, we'll know at noon today the uh, the Quebec, Quebec championship game happens, and we'll see who comes out of there. But for who's qualified already, this might be one of the strongest tournaments we've ever had. Um, there, there really hasn't been too many upsets across the country in terms of who isn't qualified for the tournament, and it helps that us as the host has had a good season, and we were one of the qualifiers out of Canada West, so it it uh, makes the tournament even that much stronger. But just I'll go west east and say like the Fraser Valley Cascades are coming here with a couple of Edmonton products on the team. Uh, they've had a great season. They've been in their top seven or eight ranked all season long. I think they went seventeen and three or sixteen and four in conference play. Just a phenomenal team, older, experienced team, uh, and obviously our the the Saskatchewan Huskies who who kicked our butts pretty good in the final <laughs> a week ago uh they, they've just had a great season i i think they've had they've been on a bit of a mission all season long to get back to this championship and, and kudos to lisa and her crew there they've been outstanding all season long they've lost lost one game all year and they'll be ready to go at the tournament they'll be most likely the number one seed uh, out of ontario um the two best teams out of ontario qualified that's queens who defending silver medalist and carlton the defending national champions so um, that's pretty exciting. Wow. We know that Laval has qualified already out of the Quebec conference. They're either going to be the Quebec champion or they're going to be the wild card. And they've been top five ranked all season. They had an undefeated conference record. And St. Mary's out of the AUS is a team we played in the, in the championships a year ago in, in the bronze medal game. And so, you know, the, the final four from last year's national championships, championships are back. Everyone returned almost the entire rosters. Uh, we've added Fraser Valley and Saskatchewan to the mix for this tournament already. And this is going to be a tremendous tournament top to bottom. This might be one of the deepest youth uh, sports championships I've ever been to. Well, and, and, you know, and uh, we're going to have, unfortunately, have to wrap up right now. But, but I yeah. have to tell you, Scott, as I'm sitting there, my mouth kind of progressively kind of my jaw dropped. By, by the time you were done, my jaw dropped to the tabletop because... I mean, like you said, this is the benefit of, 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 you know, frankly, of there not being an upset in the, in the, in the tournaments. And now when you talk about that, not only do, are we hosting the national championships here in Edmonton? We're hosting a, a national championships that is going to bring in literally the, the, probably the top eight teams in the country. And I know others might take exception with my saying that, but the quality of play will be fantastic. And having that yeah. blend of the youth provincial, Scott, happening oh, at the yeah. same time as the national championships, it's going to be a unique, phenomenal, uh, phenomenal opportunity for the Edmonton community to participate in a real celebration of basketball. 
That's exactly right, Paul. It's going to be a massive celebration. My only thing, (laughs) as we're wrapping up, just remind everyone that's coming to the Savile Center this weekend, try to take public transit. There's not enough parking there. 100%. Uh, Yeah, make sure you get there early. It's going to be some great games all weekend. And and catch some youth sports, uh, catch some of the youth championships here. It's going to be really fun this weekend. Really is. And, Scott, it goes without saying, all the best to you and the Pandas. Uh, Hope you you do really well. Uh, this this coming weekend and uh, congratulations on a, a phenomenal season a phenomenal career scott edwards head coach of the university of alberta pandas joining us on the basketball show